to the first ever episode in the midst of the podcast I did not know I needed where we're unfolding life lessons and revelations through conversation this podcast is dedicated to all the dope souls out there who are evolving and trying to figure out who they are in this world trust that the universe is bringing it all together in this first episode we're tackling the topic of identity crisis where we're discussing the various and unavoidable changes that life throws at us and how it's impacted who we are how we view ourselves how we have to change and the growth that's come from it so if you may be feeling lost misunderstood struggling to find your purpose or even think you have it all together i guarantee this podcast is for you and without further ado here's in the midst of identity crisis yes hello everyone what's up welcome this is our first ever um in the midst of podcast session so i am one of your hosts jamie coleman and it's your boy brylin chris rayford it's your boy mo ways yes and we make up the in the midst of crew you guys can follow us as in the midst of pod um you'll see all of our information Mm -hmm. there we're looking forward to engaging with you guys posting all types of dope content um, and we're super excited, and this whole entire reason behind this podcast is really just to allow us to share our story and hope that in some form or fashion it allows you to really identify with some part of your path of life and discovering who you are, where you want to go, and unlocking some of those purposes um, along the way. Yes. Pop it off. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. And off. so for our first episode ever, we're going to tackle, again, what happens when you first want to come into who am I? And that usually mm. happens with an identity crisis. Mm. Yes, okay. that's loaded. And what kind <laughs> of, like, we got to classify identity crisis. Or we have to say what it means. What do we think an identity crisis, like, what is that? Well, what considered? does identity even mean? Like, what does that mean to you, Jamie? Well, I think it's who you are and who you, as a, I mean, I want to say identify as, but what, who do you walk in the world and what, quote unquote, labels stick to you? And what defines you? And I, see, I think that's uh, that distinction is like very important because like when I start to think about when I started to become more aware of like my own identity, it was a series of different phases, right? So phase one is like you could think of like your early part of life where you're just experiencing life. Like these are people, you're always thinking about others. And then after that, probably about high school, you're like, you know what, all these things I've just been accepting from other people, I kind of want to combat that and try to go against these and you know, you start to figure out free will, right? And uh, along that, you start to understand there's a battle b- between you, be- between who you are and like uh, who you think you are, right? So ultimately, like when I think for me, it, it it came in like college as well, where I now had to have this understanding of others and how they might perceive me. So I understand the distinction between perception, but also when I start to think introspectively, I can start to understand this is how I think of me. So there's two different ways of looking at at these situations, you know, and I think that's where the identity crisis starts to happen, right? Where like mm-hmm. things are very misaligned. Those things don't line up. Yeah, I think for me, um, one thing I think about when I was in college, my, uh, my strength coach told me that uh, there's three persons in one person that make mm-hmm. you What you mean? It's who you think you are, who others see you as, and who you really are. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think, yes, and that's, that's segued right in there. Right? But I think that's a super, super important distinction. Like, I never thought mm-hmm. about it as three different things, but as two different things that in my, in my life, at least, of who do you think you are and who people actually know you to be. Um, where my life identity crisis first happened was after I graduated from college. I've been an athlete my whole entire life, right? So from the time I was two, I was in a sport, and I just, that was my identity, right? Get to college. Um, you know, so that you're a student athlete, you're known on campus, that's what you do. And then all of a sudden, that just comes to an end. Like, there's no warning of after 20 years of playing or doing something, dedicating yeah. your life to something. Like, you're going to need to figure something else out on top, of, yes. on top of your existence. Yeah. You're going to have to keep existing. And it's like, oh. So then you come out and then you go into mainstream white America. And you're like, okay, hold <laughs> up. And then on top of that, now you're like at the bottom of the like the, the 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 like you're the the little the little fish in the pond, right? Correct. Because you go from and for me it was like I was senior year I had just crossed like I was on top of my volleyball game I was well known at school because of my accomplishments. So you come from like the super I've reached it place mm-hmm. to being back at the bottom of like okay now I feel I'm a black woman I feel like I am a not necessarily uneducated but you feel very incompetent in a lot of different things because now you're around people who have been working for so, years. So 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 I'm I'm just curious because okay. I'm hearing all these. Things. Things, right like um the one that stuck out to me is that you felt like a black woman and then you said you you know you started to feel like you just tying it back to like being at the bottom right yeah so what beliefs did you what beliefs did you hold before going into corporate america right like yeah because it kind of se- it kind of seems like you had a negative perception of black women being perceived in corporate america like where did that come from i don't even think it was that i think it was i didn't know like no one had ever really told mm. me like hey, you're about to enter the world and be prepared to feel like Correct. this. And it's crazy because I'm actually mixed. Like my mom's, you know, my mom's mixed and my dad's black. Okay. And so me and my mom often have this discussion because she calls me like this Black Panther princess because I'm all about, you know, black power and black mm-hmm. education. And I, I, I'm okay. deep into that. But she's like, Jamie, you never really like acknowledge the fact that you're mixed or that your grandma was white. Like, why is that? And you get you get into the point where it's like, well, the world doesn't see me. Like, I don't get to identify myself that way. I am seen as a black woman. So therefore I will act and be addressed as that like you know regardless of if i'm mixed with whatever and who's what on what side you're going to be checking that black spot you know that black box off so you start to begin the world so before i could even identify who i was in corporate the world had identified who i already was you feel me so it's like you start having those (laughs) different things of like i can't even really figure out who i am because the world's telling me i'm young i'm black and then you're a a minority and a minority and a minority by being a black woman in tech so you have all these different layerings that you're now now you're now uncovering and with you being new and like into like uncharted territory or being the first of your kind, how do you how did you expect to receive that information from anyone really? And how yeah. do you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was kind of like the shifting of the like, holy shit, <laughs> what is going on right now? I don't right. you know. So I'm curious then, like, because I feel like I kind of had that same similar feeling too, like once I realized like, damn, like the world does see in color. Like, how did you feel? when you know you became aware aware of that when i became aware it was more of like a oh word so then i know how to pay attention to it and move around mm. but it was never something where i had to submerge myself in um i'm this one thing it was letting me know how to use it and what it, how it how it looks mm-hmm. and so when i walk into a room i'm now aware of socially or economically or anything i'm aware of how to i can meet everybody where they're at 
And that was my whole entire point. When I started realizing that, I was like, okay, we're not all just in this room conquering it. We're not. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like I, it made me more aware of the power of my ambiguity. And I was I started being more down for like I am mixed power yes. all day long yeah. because you can't tell me I'm a black woman when I have so much. I am full blown woman mm -hmm. like ain't no doubts about it. Yeah. And whatever category you want to put me in is fine, but I know how to move around that. So it's okay. We'll see. I think the, the point there, though, that you hit on was you had to then become aware of where you fit in that scope to learn how to navigate right. that Right. I thought it was an identity thing for me, but it was more so, oh, you just need to place it somewhere. So place it however you need to. And then you how you treat me is what I bring to it. And that's how you find out my actual identity kind yeah. of thing. What I've learned about myself is like, I'm an aggregate of everything around me, right? Okay. Like, so I take in all these different experiences, but ultimately throughout my life, I've been very, um, I've been very comfortable just accepting the words or the language that's been pressed upon me, mm. right? Such right. as like, Brylan, you're a great football player. Brylan, like X, Y, Z, whatever, but who am I? Like Brylan, I'm telling Brylan, you're Yeah, you're like this. how do I yeah. take that you know information I mean? yeah. and yeah. Like, have y'all have y'all had that same, yeah. similar experience, yeah. right? Descriptive labels in that way, they are necessary but they can also be misleading um, if taken by the wrong person. I think labels can be scapegoats, though. What you mean? Right, so I think all of us are athletes at some point, mm -hmm. collegiate Correct. athletes mm -hmm. especially, right? Um, so thinking about being, going back to that time being a collegiate athlete and thinking about being in one of your classes, Correct. okay? And the, a paper was due, right, on Friday. Oh, that was the worst. And you, <laughs> But you knew three weeks ago you had a paper due, right? You didn't, but you didn't but finish I just the paper. Got in town from you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, but, I would have time, but professor, but we, just, we just played so and so last night. I couldn't finish it. What does that mean to me? We got a big game this weekend. I couldn't finish it. Right. So that label as an athlete becomes our scapegoat as to why we didn't finish the assignment that we knew three weeks ago it was due. I think right. you bring up a good point of when you have labels, they allow for you to fit and, and kind of right. go into things. No, so as true. an athlete, you're like, okay, well, I'm an athlete, which means I usually do this, 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 which are like those stereotypes, right? Yeah, or I'm if a cool kid. Yeah, if they're yeah. cool, could you do this? If you know you were the jock, you acted like this. If you were like the nerdy, quote unquote, kid, you moved like this. So it becomes your your shield. Moving yeah, the world. and you are, and then yeah. you begin. Superpower. But, but I think that's a bad, it could be a bad thing if that label is not who you are because you end up then. That's when the crisis exactly. Because, because you, you begin, start shifting. Yeah, yeah, and you're acting off-brand, right? Like, you're right. acting like, this is not who I am, but because I've been labeled this way. And that's why I say it's so important how you interact with people because if you mislabel them and they've been labeled that way for so long and they haven't been able to identify, you know, who they are, but they, they somehow will match up with the label of, like, I say, for instance, kids. They don't know how they feel. They are going off of someone that they trust to tell them, like, this is what this yeah, feeling true. is. So if I'm going through something as a person, um, and those of you guys who may be listening who are going through something, and you don't know what it is, and you're talking to someone, they're like, oh, that's X, Y, and Z. You um, you attach yourself to that label, whether or not it's true, and you begin to act in that way, which cannot, which can also be very um, counterproductive to who you actually are. So that's a good point you make, right? So let's talk about the transition from uh, dismissing the label you've been mm. for so long, right? And creating who you really believe you are to be. So this is what I mean by that. Take an athlete example, for, for an example, right? We were all athletes, right? But now, since like that's, that was a past life for us, we're now in a different category, okay? So, Brylan, you might say you're in tech, 
mm-hmm. right? So that's one of your labels. I consider myself being a creator. That's not that's one of my labels, right? Somebody might like fashion. Their fashionista is one of their labels, right? But because we haven't been known as that for as long as we've been known as an athlete, mm-hmm. now people looking at us like, no, you're not a you're not a tech person. You're not a creator. You're not a fashionista. You're an athlete. That's who. That's who. That's, that's, that's who you forever be. Yes, right? I think you just. So yeah. now the identity crisis comes in like, dang. Am I creative or am Correct. I just an athlete? You start questioning yourself. How do you actually begin to say, okay, I want to figure out who I am. What is what label do I actually want to wear, and what is true to you me versus what's not? You have to stop consulting yeah. with anybody other than you and your maker. So you can't. There can't be anybody else involved in that process, and I that's agree. where you get confused when you allow this, this, and this come from anything other than divine downloading. Yeah. So you got to make it more vertical, right? right? Like a vertical connection Expound. between you and you know god having being vertically connected rather if it's through yourself but also up to like whatever spiritual being you like believe in is very important because that's an extra like you can think of it like as an extra person really pushing you to become like who you're supposed to become not who you think you should be i'm glad you said that because being transparent recently i i I, for first time in my life i experienced an identity crisis right and because you talk about um, when you are forced to therefore change your identity upon, you know, life and experience happening that you that you weren't preparing for, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect example. So, you know, after playing college football, you know, my whole mindset, my whole mindset for the past five years was the NFL, from from freshman year to my last year, right? So everything I've done for the past five years, but even 10 really going back to high school in the little league um was like nfl 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 right and when like that period came from january to april of training pro day meetings workouts i'm like yo okay it's here right mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's finally here i've been waiting five years for this longer than that right and for the phone call to not come right to not be signed to a team, to not be currently playing in the NFL at 23, I'm like, dang. Like, oh, that's a whole identity card because you put that's all your I'm energy in. And not just else. that, but like, yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. Right. I didn't plan for this. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, this was never a part of my plan. Like, my plan was to be done playing football when I'm. 30, yeah, and that's when you find you when you realize exactly. your when your plan runs mm-hmm. out. That's when okay, that's this when is what I'm like, supposed to be doing. You're forced at that point, right? Right, right. So now I'm like, and, and you said it, Chris. Like it becomes a a one on one vertical connection with you and your creator, with you and God. You're like, right. okay, God. First of all, you didn't tell me this was gonna happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, this. So was, I gotta rock with I you because I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? I, but I think the part in that though is you have two reactions to that. Your first one could be like, okay, well, my plan didn't work. Uh, God, what's your plan? The other one, for me, it was almost frustration first. Oh, like, yeah. well, oh, let's be honest. That's yeah, like that's, definitely that's, first. That's frustration, the, that's hurt, ego anger, kick to emb- the, yes. embarrassment. Oh, my gosh. Embarrassment. Let's yes. talk about that, right? People watch you put that time <laughs> you know, in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you talk and then about you it. talking face. about it for right. years. bro. Your yeah. fam Then you got to show your face again during a football season. That's when it hurts You got auntie saying, nephew, I don't even watch football. But because of you, I didn't tell my yeah. coworkers, mm-hmm. my nephew play. I told, you know what I'm saying? So you're like, dang, I ain't just, it's not just about me. 
I embarrassed my family. You feel like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So all that pressure. Because it was that identity that you exactly. placed on yourself, right. and, it was, and it, was it was the first so one you chose. Right. Yes. And this is the first right. thing you held and was like, okay, you guys, I'm gonna take it. Right. I'm gonna treat it well. I'm gonna do it well, and, and all that all, kind of yep. stuff. But that's and the part like, that you don't want to talk about, though, is that or people don't talk about is that depression period you go from switching identities it's, it's not instant the it's second <laughs> the second you find out that shit didn't work out it's an instant Yo. like yes. i remember literally sitting with myself and asking myself like is this something that i really want to do like right. why am I, why am i even doing this playing sports mm, in the first identifying place identifying why you're doing something is correct so right important. and that's correct. the next phase so we had one with the actual identity of your existence correct. and then we had one that's like it's the identity you placed on yourself and then you have the one where this is actually who i am and i have to exist in this mm -hmm. with no matter relationships i correct. have no matter what shape phase of life i'm in it's like okay if i'm gonna be who i am then this is now who but that's I covering am. those root things of why am I doing this? Correct. Why do I act this way? Right. Why do I think this way? Why am I moving this way? Right. And is this for me? That's right. the that, artist. That, that is that, that is that question the right there. Everything. Because to answer that question, you still have to fundamentally know who's me. That right. was one of the identity crises: is realizing that who you actually are, without anything you could have done about it. Is something you just have to sit with. Right. Mm. There's not. We could not have done anything about how we you, we look. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it becomes a okay. So this is what I actually am. So I have to take this and and, and move through the world. Right. And then you have to also realize that this thing I want to take through the world, opinions can't can't penetrate. Right. Like I have to have an existence, and my identity is what you see. But you, my existence has to be unpenetrable. The confidence that it takes to understand I have to move this certain type of way, and it can't, and opinions and things can't be faltered or penetrated, mm -hmm. goes back several steps because you really have to know who you are Correct. and spend that time with yourself. And I think that that's the biggest part that people never really see is the the back work that goes into who I present to you. Correct. But you realize if you really ask people who are struggling in that same situation, it's like, well, how much time do you spend with yourself? It's like, I really don't. And I'm just like, well, well, why not? And a lot of it's like, oh, well, I don't, one, I don't want to deal with my emotions. That's the biggest response I get. Two, I don't really know what to like to think about. I don't want to deal with my thoughts. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. what do you do in that time? And people usually, they're like, oh yeah, after work, I'm going to go on Twitter. I'm going to go on, you know, whatever. I'm going to watch TV. So you're, you're by yourself, but you're not in your feelings. You're not in your thoughts. Yeah. You're not in your spirit or your, like, you're not aligning anything internally. So you're there, but it's a whole bunch of noise. And so when I became aware of that and then learning okay so now that i'm sitting in my and i'm sitting in stillness well, well what things trigger me and i think mm. triggers are very very important and the triggers can be good or bad but it's mm -hmm. like what motivates you what people motivate you what people agitate you what people bring out the worst in you and then when you, you begin to see those patterns of like okay when i go here i act like this I do or I don't like this about myself. Right. Do I want to keep doing right. it? Right. You have to do an inventory audit kind of thing where you, you decide. Inventory audit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Start at. I yes, like that. Chris. Just because you at one point in time, but every every point in time where you feel like this is a shift where you can't be in college forever, you got to, you get a degree and then Correct. you you do this forever. You can't be in your career forever. There has to be retirement. There's different, you know, phases of life. And it's when you start participating with I feel participation. Yes, participation for sure, for sure. Because you're basically you're like, okay, who am I that I I couldn't do anything about it, and then who have, who did I decide to do, and did it work out or not? But either way, that thing you were for you were for for so long, you learn things in it. The biggest mistakes just building off of that is that like we can make the mistake 
of thinking we only have one identity crisis. Honestly, right. I feel There's like so life, many. Yeah, like you've been at least eight people by right. now. Correct. <laughs> at you least didn't realize it though. Right. You, yeah. Or you your did. parents don't what tell you that? that one that like when you hit a certain age and like that one event happens and it puts you in an environment and like you said, I'm gonna let you swim. You're gonna learn how to swim, but you're not gonna drown. That you just start to see like every other week, every other month, mm -hmm. like you're always going through something in terms of your identity. And like for me, that has taught me to be more human, right? So when I think about the lessons that like I've been able to take through like just the identity crisis, like I have like very often and that like sure people probably think like, oh, you're sick or something. Nah, I'm human. And I think that's totally different because too often we want to be rather than become something. So when you when it's, you hold when, on, no, you just, hold on. Yeah. You said something. Explain that. Explain Correct. That. So 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 when you assume when when you're assuming like, hey, I want to be this, you're assuming that's the right thing for you or the best thing for you. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know. And the quickest like I think like when I think of like the different prayers and like the lessons I've learned from God, it's like you just don't know. All you can do is align. Right. Yeah. So when you're thinking of like becoming, becoming allows you to accept things for what they are. So you can, you know, learn how that might define you in another way that outside of how you already think of yourself. Right. And because of that, like, it's just that constant battle of like, OK, you know what? This works. So this was good for me. Or like, I feel comfortable being in this because, you know, maybe this old label didn't match me or whatever. And like, eventually you just strip yourself of your old identity and become something new. So my yes. question is because I, we mentioned it a couple of times too about God and like you know you have to go vertical instead of you know lateral. Yeah. When were you guys just coming to God moments? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. For, for our identity. Yes. Just, for uh, yourself, because I think there's a difference of being put in the environment where you like, okay, I think God is up there and I, and I kind of understand it versus finding mm -hmm. God for yourself and then becoming that person in the spiritual realm. I think there's there's multiple yeah. identity oh, phases. Oh, I in definitely that. I had two. So at 22, driving home from a party or something like that, I think um, all my Atlanteans, I was in Douglasville <laughs> and had to drive to Conyers. Do you understand? So anyways, I was getting, I had this moment of, I had to become a totally different person of how I was behaving because my spiritual self wouldn't allow it any longer. So when I woke up, I was literally just a changed person where it was something I, I couldn't deny anymore. It was, it was something that cleaned me up at my core to my character, my integrity, how I moved, my posture, everything had just completely changed. And then that other identity crisis was when I went back to the places where I had to go to finish what I didn't finish, I had to package myself like, oh, well, I'm not an athlete. I do have to segue out of this. I do need internships. I do need this kind Correct. of stuff. And it was that kind of identity where it was like, oh, so I have to really like stand on my own. I have to get stable and get a career and get a name for myself and all you get that kind of identity, that kind of like coming to God, like, okay, well, what do I look like in this world? What's purposeful? and what does it look like? Come to God moment the day before graduation. So wow, the day okay. the day the day before graduation, I had just left. Um, we just left uh, getting uh, food and everything. We're headed back home, and on the way back home, we get in a car crash. Car flips everything, <sighs> and like I had just the crazy thing about it is we just pulled out the uh, the restaurant, and like something told me was like put on your seatbelt. Cut. And I put on my seatbelt. Be obedient. And then as soon as I looked up after hitting that seatbelt, I got hit. Bam. In the car flip, whatever. And then when I got out the car, my mom had just texted me, hey, I'm happy to see you walk across. And Jesus I'm like, damn, Christ. that could have not happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me in that moment, everything became clear. And ever since that moment, I'm going to be honest with you, like, 
I know who the fuck I am. When you think you know, you know. You know what right. I mean? Like God, God, Message. God, God hey. put you in, in a position to know that, right? Like what I, like what I've learned is that's what alignment is. Right. Because I'm always that battle is always going to be there. You know, Brian, this is who Brylan wants to be. Right, right, but, right. Versus the clarity right, of Brian. correct, yes. correct. And it, it's I'm gonna be honest with you, like. I feel like I'm still learning along this journey. So just like being able to take in everything that you're saying, like being able to sit there in silence. I do that a lot. I like mm-hmm. moving by myself. Like right, right. I'm cool. But hearing how, how you process things, how you process things, how you think about things, like how you even how I'm even making assumptions about how you feel things is like super duper dope because it's like, damn. But I think that's also important, too. And I know we talk about a lot about, you know, you have to spend that time by yourself and you have to be alone. You have to talk to your creator. But I, I think it's very important to check your circle as well, because as we're as you're going through these shifts, your circle may change. Like the people that you was rocking with in college that you used to go crazy with and act a fool with. And when you change, start to really get yeah. into that intention, like that intentional based living and things like that, mm-hmm. certain stuff just don't rock with you no more. Right. So why is that? I think it's because of growth. It's like y'all still doing this. Like we, why are we still on the same stuff that we was doing when we was back in high school? Yeah, you just Jamie, you bougie up. though. Yeah, and that, and that. that's the point. And that's gonna be like, oh, you changed, but da 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 da. And it's to the point of like, okay, and I and I understand that. But if you respect me enough and I vibe with you, like you, you gonna rock with me with this. And I think it's very hard to have those conversations. So because for me, I realized again, my friends have not changed, and like I've been rocking with the same folks since middle school, right? So when I began to change and I began to get more into myself, and I started to experiment, and I began to find myself in the midst of all of that stuff, and some people just didn't make the cut, and it was like we ain't have no beef, we ain't fought, like nothing happened. We just did so, not so have how, the same. Help me, help me understand how you articulate because I, I feel like. That's something that I I really struggle with. I'm all actions, and hopefully yeah. you can interpret that. But yeah. like, how do you articulate? It? I think. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say, I'll say. I think the biggest part about it is understanding the the first and the major concept is not everyone can see your see where you're supposed to go, and not everyone can follow you where you're going to go. Right. So like, whatever vision that God has placed on you or the universe has placed on you. It's not for anyone else to see, understand, to feel, but you. Like, that is on you. Now, the people who are meant to be there will ride that way, but you'll slowly see certain people start to fall off. So that's the biggest thing that I had to understand is that not everyone will get it, will be there, can ride. And that's, you have to be okay with that. People closest to you may not understand because they've known you through your very beginning of your existence. So sometimes it's hard for people to take from you, hear from you, or just see the the growth of it all because they're kind of like, no, I've seen your worst. I've seen your your the worst characteristics you have. Right. Correct. So this, but they they don't sometimes they don't understand that you saw it then, but I've done the work to make sure that those things aren't aren't, aren't forefront or Correct. those things are handled, processed, and I can I can master my own. But actions. but 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 see but but see I even think it's I'm gonna build on that and say like. I think I think people will start, you know, those people are invested in you. You know, they right, feel right, right, right. they feel very much like, you know, they contributed and like helped build you up, you know, like like you're a puzzle in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you when you're when you're saying no or you're saying like, hey, this piece isn't for me anymore, it's like you're saying they're not a piece, right? right? Yeah. But like what I've learned about that is like the people who have taken the time to understand themselves and under and be able to separate themselves from others, mm-hmm. like they're cool on that. Like I have a I have a solid group of friends, man, that are like, you know, like, hey, Brylin, you're not that same Brylin. That's cool. Similar to what you were saying earlier, but like, what I'm starting to see, like, people who've invested in me, right, my mom, my grandpa, or whoever, they're like, 
hey man, you're you're kind of moving weird. And I'm like, nah, I'm just moving differently because you yeah, know, like, it's just different. You know, I see things differently. Yeah, over yeah, here, yeah. You okay. know, so you have to know you and be able to articulate you to even have relationships or any of that stuff but if i took time in this relationship then i also have to take time to tell you i can't be as present as i would be right now so i'm going through accept, something right, right now right. or something it's being able to say that and do that versus the competition of so where where so you why like, yeah, <laughs> i don't yeah, understand yeah, yeah. Right, right, you got others right. or something where it's kind of like no i'm just able to let you know that exactly where i'm standing right now i do or i don't have it for you it's not, and it's, like, it's not even putting it in so many words because you don't have to be able to say this is who I am and this is where I'm at. It's yeah. simply like you could just simply say I don't something. have it for you. I just don't. I just give me some time. I'm figuring some stuff out. Correct. And if you if you the real ones, you are gonna be here. So what kind of emotions were you feeling like when all that that whole transition period of these people that you cared about that you love, like they're not gonna make that cut? How did you deal with those emotions? So I'm currently in that right now. Okay, take right? us through it because I, I realized that so I. I started to listen to how people talk to me, and, right? And oh, what that's they say, right? Yes. And how they treat you, how, how they, they take your they words say, in, right? And how yeah. they formulated like encouraging sentences, right? Mm -hmm. So, perfect example. When I was going through the whole draft process, right? People, family, friends, associates, whatever they say, like, you know, I can't wait when you get that that contract. You gonna fly me out, and we gonna we gonna have parties, uh, and talk about you know it. what I'm saying, right? So at first it's like, oh okay, like that's what's up, right? But when that became a constant way of encouragement from that particular person, I'm like, dang, okay. It's a reason you keep emphasizing, you know, money and me flying you out, right? And us partying on my bill, right? So one day I was like, What if that don't happen? Right? What if I don't get a contract? What if I don't have, you know, if I'm what if I'm not an NFL player? We gonna still be boys? Oh, of course, of course, of course. But, you know, if you are, that's going to be dope, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so to me, it's like, oh, okay. So you kind of just waiting to see. Like, you a what-if friend. Mm. A just-in-case friend. Right? So, like, we homies just in case you become somebody. You got it, any of those right now? Not no more. <laughs> not no more. I did. House. I did. And, and, I, and, and, and back to Jamie's question about, like, when you found God and when, like, that relationship for you, like, really became real for you. It happened for me my sophomore year of college, right? But that was the beginning point of me understanding how God speaks to me personally, mm -hmm. right? And he speaks to me through other people, mm -hmm. right? And I'm able to really be aware of, like, how people act, like, their energy, mm -hmm. what they say, what they don't say. And I'm able to, like, really, like, decipher and have, um, what's that word? Like, uh, discernment. discernment, right, about people's you know how genuine they are towards me right so this whole process of like my dream not coming true has been a hard point in my life but a blessing because it's like yo That's okay i know happens. who right. really yep. got me yep. like when i didn't get a phone call i didn't get drafted i didn't put nothing on social media right and i just wanted to see like okay who gonna hit me just to check on me right and the people who did something surprised me like damn like you really my boy for real i knew he was boys but like you, re you really my boy like you really my family for real right and for those who did it they was like well I didn't know what to say or I didn't know how to say. It. You didn't say nothing. So let me ask you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So were you like so 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 were you like fuck you or did you were you like you no know what? Bro, I, I understand where bro, you're at. I'm just not there. Now. I was like, thank you. Because I'm gonna still pop. Mm -hmm. I might not pop on the In field. Way, right? Just makes right. you lighter. I'm gonna yeah, still yeah. pop. So thank you. Because now I'm even more clear about who really got me and who's really gonna 
enjoy the 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 harvest and or enjoy the the blessings that come from my hard work, right? So for me, it's like 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 Chris said, I'm lighter now. I'm lighter. Like I, I understand that as you progress in life and more blessings and more opportunities and more accolades. Your circle naturally gets smaller. That's very it has true. To. Oh, it has very to. True. You know, it has to. Because you because have to get lighter. You have to exactly. get leaner. You have to be able to move. You, you know have to be able to just like you want to have the realest people around to the point where like Mo, I don't care who you are, what you got, what's in the bank account. I rock with the core. I rock with what's inside of you. All this other stuff outside means nothing to me. And once you find those people, those are riders right there. And then how you rock with yourself is going to reflect who you hang around yes. as well. Oh. So how you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself, yeah. how you dress yourself, all of these kind mm -hmm. of things, that's when it matters when you see those people around. Because the second you change up those things where you're like, okay, I feel better about this, you end up getting that idea of you don't rock with my growth. And I see that. Mm -hmm. With that being said, what would you say we can really kind of boil this episode down into is like the three action items, the four takeaways that you guys had? I think for me is uh, spend time with you and your creator, your, your spiritual being, whoever that may be. That's number one. Number two, assess your circle. Understand who really got you, who's around you, and be very aware of how people treat you and what they say and what they don't say to you. And I think thirdly, um, be confident in who you are. Like, you put the label on yourself. Mm. Like, you tell yourself who you are and you walk in that no matter what anybody has to say, no matter what room you're in, no matter who you're around, like, know who you are. So those are my three. I think for me, mine would be that what Brylon has said earlier is that you go through multiple identity crises. Like, don't think oh, just sure. because you went through one today and it's like, okay, this was the one that was going to happen. I've been waiting on it. And that's it. Like, no, as you continue to progress and grow, your identity will switch, flip, falter. Because, again, think when you begin to, like, you know, for me, I'm thinking when I, you know, get married and have kids, like, what does my life look like? Then what is my identity then at that point, right? So your future to come will, ha will cause you and force you into different situations, right? Uh, so I think that's one. And then I think for me, um, it's really to what you were saying too, Chris, is getting real. I think that's the hard part is no one wants to spend time by themselves and then be honest. And it's not who, you know, who I think I am, but who are you really? Like, yeah, you could say that you're a nice person, but you're, like, your spirit and your soul may just be nasty in the way that you think and you move is mm. not right. So I think it's really being real with yourself and being like, okay, what? Let's let's cut the, you know, let's cut the BS. And I think that's also when you assess your circle to say like, who do you trust in your circle to tell you about yourself? Because there's a lot of people that are around me, but I'm like, I got a select few that I will call up like, yo, and they're like, yeah, you tripping, or yeah, Jamie, we don't rock with this. And I think that's the most important part that for me at least is because I'm a very like community based, you know, circle based person. So it's like, how do I sit in my circle? How does my circle move? And can they trigger me to be a better person? For me, I would have to say it's that that quiet time that is so crucial for sure. Um, the remembering of how to get started is the first thing to do is cut off that stuff around you and get vertical with your information that you're getting. And then we kind of all touched on it, but a lot of you guys got through your identity crisis because you leaned into it. Mm 
mm-hmm. and you let it happen and, and you and you learn from it and you were like okay well clearly i mean you tried to troubleshoot so clearly i'm if i'm not supposed to get drafted i'm supposed to do something great because yeah. why would i go through the drafting process right. for the national football league if i wasn't going to get anything out of it so it's that kind of like having the conversation of yourself with yourself about this is this is my identity, this was my identity, and this is what we're going to do now with the stuff that we just learned from these other skins that we were in. Because you're going to constantly become a new creature, constantly. Hmm. That's good, that's good. Um, I think for me, uh, the biggest three takeaways is like, just if I'm a viewer on the other, other end of this, just listening, that if you feel like there's some type of connection here, it's because you can relate. Because you can relate, that means you're human. Like, you're going to go through this shit, yeah. right? Like, too often we get trapped in our own heads and we think, like, I'm the only one going through this. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. There's good. people out yeah. there going yeah, through yeah, the yeah. same yeah. shit. You have you're to think through. communal with And it may look different, but they're going still through. going through whatever yeah. you're going Correct. through. Correct. Right. Right, so, right, right. so, so it changes from, like, a place of I have to be understand to, like, let me really take the time to be understood. Mm. And he talks about that in Proverbs. Yeah, like, he's been going off in Proverbs message, about understanding. Message. Get in your book, B. <laughs> Man. Get in your book, That was it. Like, that was it. Hey, so I, I think that's uh, a thing that's important. But even once you start to develop this awareness and you understand that you now have an awareness, like, now you have the opportunity to use and leverage that awareness to make choices. Too often we neglect and we think that things right. are just going to happen for us. That's to when really you start participating. Yes. Correct. To really face your shit yes. and go through like re- really face reality and not run from it. Right. You, that's a choice. And understand that when you go through your own personal identity crisis, it's not just for you. It's never for you. You're gathering information. Don't ever forget that. Yes. So feel every emotion, cry, scream, cuss, yell, have a panic attack, whatever you got to do to get those emotions out of you. Because once they're out and you package yourself the right way to move forward, when the next person comes to you like, yo, this is how you do it. This is what I did. Mm -hmm. These things help. Stay away from these things. Right. And this is what you got to do to package yourself in the right way. You're going through what you're right, going right, through right. for a reason. Exactly. Yes. And let's be clear that it is a whole total mind, body, and soul kind right. of thing mm-hmm. that when you start participating with all three of them, not only are you in control, but you're creating and the movement is clean and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of heaviness and, and questioning of who you are and things mm-hmm. like that. When you be able, when you're able to stand and really feel unfuckwittable, that's when you're like, yes. I'm... <laughs> mind body and soul 100 percent. i'm who i am and there's nothing you can do about it that when you get to that point that's when you can go through your identity crises with security yes all right child. we're gonna leave them with some action items what, what we need them to do something like that we gave these gems to them what are their yeah everybody get yeah. one thing for listening to do i would say uh spend time with yourself that would be what I would be. I would say spend time Give with yourself. Give yourself at least five minutes. Just start small. Start yeah. small. Yeah. For and sure. just I would just, that would be what, like in journal. Spend time in journal. Right. You know, figure out your thoughts. Unpack them. So I would say ask yourself who you're not and then figure out how you how you came up with <laughs> okay. your reasoning behind like, like who them. you're not. I would have to say it's the status quo exercise where you literally put 
you and who you think you are on a piece of paper, front and back, whatever it is, jot it out, let all of it just come out. And then you literally just put back what you want and scratch out what you don't want. And you will just to see what what comes what comes out of your brain of who you think you are. It'll blow your mind. But the ability to get it out to receive it differently is important. Yes, yes, yes. I would say take three people from your life, like the three most important people that you have in your life and ask them who you are and you write down who you think you are and see if it adds up. Mm. All right, John. Mm. It, now it's my favorite round. It's rapid fire round. Rapid fire. All right, who's going to kick us off? So tell me your first identity thing of being... What are you labeled as? Let's talk about that. That's the question. What are you labeled as? Oh, okay. So I get labeled... What are the things you've heard? Uh, I've heard a lot. So <laughs> so I've been, it's like I said, while I was a student athlete, it was just athlete. Um, then when I started working at Google, it became like, oh, you're a black woman. Like, that's where I felt. It was more woman than black, but it was like, oh, you're a black woman in tech. That's interesting, you know? And now it's like, oh, you're this, because I'm going through like this spiritual awakening piece that's deeper than ever before. Everyone who's very close to me knows I am very, like a very, very spiritual person. But it's to the point, I think, Chris, you brought it up a while ago with me is like, we're, we're having that battle between spirit and, and real world, Jamie. Um, and so that's kind of like the current identity that I'm going through. I think some of the ones that I went through when I was younger, um, cause I'm mixed. And so my grandma's like full blood, like green eyes, blonde hair. Um, and they used to tell me that wasn't my grandma or like, I was weird. Like it was the strangest thing when I was a little kid. So I was, I started off having an identity crisis at a very, very young age. Like I'm in kindergarten and they're like, that's not your grandma. How can that be your, you know, you're adopted. Like it was the craziest thing. And then I was the tallest kid in the class too. So they used to tease me like, oh, you're a man. She's five, five, you guys. I don't know how she became the tallest kid. <laughs> so I was going through it. Okay. It was bad. Um, and it was to a point where like my parents will tell me, I used to hide my black Barbies when my white friends would come over. Wow. I don't remember doing this. Wow. I promise you, I do not. That's deep. But to see yeah. me now, and I am like this to black, be aware of it. Yes, yeah, like this pro-black, like Panther it's princess. crazy. So that would be the identity <laughs> crisis that I've I've gone through over the years. But um, it's it's really settling in my race. Um, let me see whose whose turn is it? Is my turn? Oh, okay. Um, Brylin, what is the current identity crisis you're going through? Current identity crisis. Mm. Um, spill your guts. Yeah, friend. man. <laughs> so I think the current one that I'm probably going through is this idea that I have in my head like oh I want to impact a billion what a billion people on this planet I want to do these big things build rockets and shit and then when you step into who you are today and at times you start to see that your goal you're not hitting your goals or things are not starting to line up uh it's that identity crisis of like maybe this isn't meant for me mm. Mm. like Maybe who I thought I was like supposed to be stepping into this great person that's going to do all these crazy, all this great shit. It's like, oh, maybe the, maybe that's not for me because look what I'm doing now. Like, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't. There are times where I don't feel like I'm living in my truth. So that's the current identity crisis Ooh. that I'm going through. Wow. So how are you Ooh. keeping yourself in check if you're like, I know uh, this isn't true to me? Yeah. Is it a body disconnect, a mind disconnect, or a spiritual disconnect? Uh, I think it was more of a spiritual disconnect. Mm. Yeah, it was it, it it was definitely that um, because I think for me like God speaks to me through like dreams and the things that He placed on my heart. Like, there's no fucking way the things that I, sometimes I be thinking or the things like 
I want to go out in the world and I just believe like, okay, you can't tell me I can't do this. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go do this. Like, no, those amazing things don't can't come for me. Like, I'm not I'm not that great. I'm just a human being. So like, I try wow. to measure who I am to who I think you know he wants me to be to step into that truth. That's good because yeah, it's right yeah. there. That's good. Yeah. So. Mm. That's good, bro. So Mo. What was your toughest identity crisis, right? And what was the th- what was the one thing you learned about yourself that you didn't think you were gonna learn? Bro, I'm I'm very resi- resilient. I'm mm-hmm. tough, man. I'm super. My eyes. So that so you didn't think you were tough before? I didn't think I could withstand as much as I have um, until mm-hmm. going through what I'm going through now with not being uh, not playing football no more. Honestly. I mean, I didn't been through some. I didn't have some dark days, been through some tough times and things like that. Um, but it wasn't like life threatening. Mm-hmm. I guess not life threatening, but it wasn't as important as an occupation and putting food on the table and having a career and having finance come in my life. Right? It was more so like relationships, or like playing time or school. Like it was like college stuff. It wasn't mm-hmm. like real life. How will I eat tomorrow stuff? Right. And with this, it's been real life, what I'm gonna eat tomorrow stuff. How, how will I provide for myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and going through this whole process and really asking myself those tough questions like, did I really love football? Did I want football for the right reasons, right? What did I learn by playing ball? Like all those things, I'm asking myself tough questions and I'm answering those questions and understanding that, okay, I've always been more than an athlete. I've always been mm. more than a football player, right? So. If it's it sounded good to say that back when I was 18, 19, 20, but now let's live it. And what does that look like? What is that life like? What opportunities can I create for myself, right? Um, so yeah, bro, I think just me being, understanding that my resiliency and my toughness and how I can really like take a lot and still move forward and help others along the way, right? So that's super important. Um, Chris, um, mm-hmm. so talking about identity crisis, um, how do you feel that the identity crisis or those stages of identity crisis have shaped you into the Chris you are mm, right now? Question. Jeez. Um, <clears throat> I guess the first one was always this kind of feeling of not belonging because my, um, my mother had me young. So there was a point where everyone had to, she had to go to school, do all these other things, and and I had to be placed somewhere kind of thing. So I felt like I was always being placed around, that kind of thing. Mm. Then it was always, you're mixed, so, like, where do you belong? Are, are you, you're clearly not white, but you, but black people won't, will tell you you're other. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole kind of thing. Literally. So you kind of, um, you get identified with whatever's convenient in the room, that mm, kind of thing. When I then I had the identity of just social economics because of growing up in the suburbs, you're just very aware of what you got, what you don't got and how you have to move through the world. So a lot of um, choices I made were always to go away from color. And it was always going to be the fact that I could do this, put my heart to it. It's it got done. So that's when I became an athlete and everything. And being an athlete this whole entire time is just totally 
shaped how I move, my aggressiveness, my my confidence, all of it. It was just everything that has happened to me 100% had to happen to me for me to become all the many beautiful creatures I've been. <laughs> That's good. So, yeah. All right. So with that being what said, we drinking? Well, I said what we so we got some um what what is this some sweet red Kool Aid. <laughs> She's uh, joking, you guys. Punch. We're uh, we're drinking cab. Okay, y'all gonna put yeah, some respect on this, okay? <laughs> it's fine. Mm. All right, y'all. So what, what song are we going out to? Me myself and I is all I got in the end. I don't like that. No. Okay. No, I don't like that. Okay. I Nipsey. still see. Can we? I know. I really like the J Cole song. The though. J Cole that change. Okay. The change. Yes, song. yes, yes, yes. I'm with that. Because it's like best change comes from like from the inside or something uh, like that. Okay, I agree. I agree. Okay. How can we find you people? You, yes. You yes. So again, people. guys, make sure you follow in the midst of pod. Um, you can find us on there as well. JM Coleman three on Instagram and Twitter. Find me. Um, Moe's on IG and Twitter. M O E W A Y S. I am X Tina Moon. I will spell it out. There's an E, there's an X, there's a T, there's an I, an N, and an A. Moon, all one word. And this is Brylan. I'm the awkward one because I have no social media. <laughs> but you can email me. B R Y L A N dot M A R K E L at gmail.com. Oh, all right, y'all. Let's toast up. Yes, toast up in the Miss yes. Pod at in the Miss Pod. Bye for now. Bye for now. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. Yeah. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. I like this tone. Yeah. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. I sit in silence and find whenever I meditate. My fears alleviate, my tears evaporate. My faith don't deviate, ideas don't have a date. But see, I'm growing and getting stronger with every breath. Bringing me closer to heaven's doors with every step. As we speak, I'm at peace, no longer scared to die. Most niggas don't believe in God, and so they terrified. It's either that or they be fearing they gon' go to hell. Asking the Father for forgiveness got them overwhelmed. As it be spiteful like the white folks that control the jail.